G'day and welcome to the Cultivate Farms podcast. Sam Marwood here and thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We're thinking of as many ways to get you onto your farm or help you to step back and we really hope you find all this information useful and inspiring. Let's get you farming. G'day everybody, Sam Marwood here from Cultivate Farms. Uh, and we have a special guest along with us today. It's Claire Coates from Freeland Pork. Claire and Mark are our first farmers matched with uh, an investor. Uh, Claire's a champ. Claire's given her time to talk through uh, the journey of uh, becoming invested in. Claire, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Sam. I'm happy to um, chat to everybody. So the reason why I wanted to get you back in front of the camera is because we're rolling out uh, another Cultivator program. And I don't think we called it Cultivator back in your day. We just, I don't even know what we called it. It might be in the farm pitching program or something. Um, but we're now calling it Cultivator. And we, the investor who backed you wants to back another aspiring farmer. They love this whole process for them. Uh, they, had, they got to pick 13 farmers from 13 farmers in one day. Uh, and uh, they got to choose from a great list of farmers and you were the top one, Claire. They loved it, so they want to do it again. So we thought, well, let's package this up a bit more, let's put a bit more structure around it because we could have supported you more than we did. Claire realised you did amazingly well to pull your pitch together. But our program will be a six-month program where we do monthly webinars and also have one-on-one support from experts in the industry to get your pitch ready. And at the end of it, one person or one family or one, one farming Enterprise will be backed by this investor, which we think is a world first. We think it's amazing because it is. So what I want to do was chat to Claire about her journey um, and go way back from when we first met and um, to see what she thought of us crazy people at Cultivate um, and then go through the journey of, of pitching and then uh, get some gold from Claire around what you as an aspiring farmer thinking about doing this program should think about and, and whether, whether it's right for you and... Um, some tips on how to go about doing it. Um, so, Claire, how did, how did we meet? It was because you were, you and Mark were leasing um, a land and you were in need of an alternative because you were getting kicked off the land pretty much. Is that the summary back in 2017? Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. So we approached... Um, the original connection came through Tammy Jonas from Jonai Farms mm-hmm. and she connected us with Carolyn Sugar. Mm-hmm was her name uh, and I spoke to her and then she was the person that then recommended that I chat to you so it was through a couple of different people just through just reaching out and asking and telling and speaking to the people that we thought might be able to help us uh, to find another way and so that's how we ended up speaking with yourself which is amazing timing considering we didn't do this program last year and it was um we just thought of it and it's amazing that you needed a farm at that time um and uh, as a launch pad, I suppose, in a way, because we were full steam ahead. This is what we need to do. We knew we had the ability to do it, but we just needed a way. And so I think the two worlds collided and was kind of timely in, from both sides, I feel, for both businesses. Absolutely. So, so what did you think as soon as you, I said something like, you know, they're potentially an investor who would want to back you? Had you thought like that before? What, what were your options um, if, if we weren't around, for example? Um, well, having someone back us onto a farm one way or another was definitely an avenue. 
the, the other avenue that we were still looking at was to find another suitable farm to lease because that's effectively what we were doing. We were leasing country to run our business on. Um, we had a couple of options up our sleeve. Some were more temporary than others when we started going a little deeper into what we, what we truly needed for the business to be sustainable. Um, leasing a farm was becoming a bit of a challenge. Most people were like, uh, I don't know that I want pigs on my farm. You know, or there was going to be a lot of um, money needed to set it up properly. So, you know, I mean, I think they're fairly common limitations that anyone's going to come across. But we were looking down all those channels and speaking to friends, speaking to family. Do you know of anyone? You know, even if it was a temporary measure um, and really trying to sort of sell the idea to someone that it's, it would be for their benefit as well. You know, we were going to look after the, the country and improve it and meant, meant that we could run our business, etc. cetera. Um, but ideally, to have someone uh, back the model was really the ultimate. So when the opportunity came up that we could pitch the business model that we'd set up as well as a farm to pull the two together and, and pretty fairly well prove that it was a sustainable model, um, yeah, to have someone then back that was, was the ultimate result. And, yeah, the timing was had a lot to do with the result, I think. And our ability to write the pitch. Yeah, that's it. I want to get to the pitch in a second, but it, but I was thinking that uh, we were the only ones you were going to you were pitching to. But really, you were out there pretty much pitching to anyone. Sounds like anyone <laughs> who would listen. I love that. Yeah, yeah. We I did actually send the pitch that we did to um, another investor company, Angel. In, what was it? Angel Investments. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, I paid a couple of hundred dollars to do it and thought, well, you know, I can't put all my eggs in one basket. Basket, I've, I've done all this work. I'm just going to throw it out there. And look, there wasn't any serious leads that came through that. But, but also, I never really followed through to much extent on those potential leads anyway because we were really full fire ahead with you guys. So yeah. um, nothing was going to prevent us from not pulling this off one way or another. <laughs> That is a great attitude. And I think that's the attitude we want farmers to have anyway, that we want, you know, a cultivator to be a, a kick up the bum to get going, but it should be one of 30 options you have to get on your farm um, and uh, using dinner parties as your pitch uh, event, I think is a great thing to do. Um, yeah. Well, I love that. I love that hustle, Claire. And um, um, what about filling out the template itself? Uh, I know you're a good writer. So is that a key element? Like when you saw the draft, were you just going, what is this? Um, because it's quite long. Um, what was it your was process? Well, the fir- remember we pitched the first time on your original template, which was a little simpler, mm-hmm. but then obviously realised that it needed to be more extent, you know, it needed to be more um, specific. So, but it was like we kind of had a practice run with that one anyway. So that was that helped, uh, I suppose because because we've got a business background and do like writing, fairly good at writing, that definitely helped. But at the same time, it was having a really clear vision of what our business model was and what it could achieve. So understanding the business end of the business was really a crucial key to then being able to put it into um, a legible real life plan. And then that's basically what the pitch is. So I think 
although it can be a little bit daunting to someone who's not used to writing or isn't quite sure how to put the words on paper, um, I think what the first thing that needs to happen is that you really need to, anyone that's going to pitch just needs to get really clear on what it is they want to achieve because without that, that makes it harder to write. Even for someone who's a great writer is going to find it hard to write if they don't really know what it is they're trying to achieve. So begin with the end in mind. I think that's really crucial um, information. And I like the analogy of, um, you know, you wouldn't uh, one day decide to build a house and then just go randomly lay a slab. It's like, well, no, you got to do the plan first. You know what I mean? Before you lay the slab. So think of it as that process. Begin with the end in mind. What is this going to look like at the end? And then take the steps to work back the other way. So for specifically for you, Claire, what was that vision? Is it a, like, sort of break it down for someone, is it the number of sales is probably the thing you wanted or the way you're going to farm, profitability yeah. as a family? Are they the... Well, there was a few key elements. Um, obviously, the free-range farming, free-range pig farming model was what we... Um, what we wanted to do when we originally first started out we had a vision that it would be um, a fairly straightforward commodities driven driven um, farming uh, business for mark and he would be able to um, grow these pigs and and we would sell them to the to a commodity market and for that to be to be even remotely viable we would were looking at a fairly fairly sizey operation it was looking to be um a minimum of 150 sales which is quite a lot so when we went to look for a lease farm um you know we needed to make sure that 150 sale model outdoors was going to be sustainable and you know what did we need in order for it to be sustainable we had 500 acres to play with um at the time uh and then when when we had restrictions on us and you know we had um the dude up the road who was uh, vexatious and all that fun stuff happened, it, it forced us to relook at the business model and to go, okay, well, we actually have 50 sales. Um, at this point in time, we can't go to the 150 sale model that we thought we were, we were going to do. We need to change to suit the situation. So we went, well, radio, so how can we make 50 sales a viable business model? Uh, and that basically meant going straight to the consumer. So, which was... Um, something that we'd always talked about and thought that we would, would probably do down the track, but the idea originally was to set it up so that we didn't have to go down that path. It was commodities driven. Um, it was, you know, enough quantity of, of pig production coming through that it was going to sustain um, us as a family. So we changed it and we made a 50 sale model um, as profitable as what a 150 sale model would be selling. Uh, at a much lower rate, direct to, um, you know, like an abattoir or, you know, the middleman. So we did, and and then it sort of grew from there. And you're realising it now, and uh, and and I love that that now you've spent this what's eight months, nine months pitching, trying to find a home for yourselves. That you're really getting stuck into the farming side of things, which is the whole reason why you wanted to get farming. But that's a that's a divergent from talking about cultivator and also that you've won awards for your meat but again that's another divergence from the topic of, of right now so i want to go back um so you had this vision you knew what you wanted you weren't daunted by this document or if you were you just plowed on through because you had um you had a farm to get um 
how confident were you and what was going through your head thinking, okay, we're going to try and impress an investor. They're going to give me a lot of money. Uh, yeah, we can do this. And if you were confident, what, what was it because you're already leasing and you've been doing this for a few years that gave you the confidence? Or what is, can you unpack that? Um, well, the business model itself, having the confidence in the, the model that we were creating um, gave us confidence to then go, Rodeo, well, if, if we think we can pull this off because we've got the numbers to back it up, then um, we need to then explain that to someone for them to realise that there's something in it for them too. You know, there has to be a return on investment. You can't expect anyone to invest in anything unless there's a return on it. I mean, I wouldn't invest in something if there wasn't some kind of a return, you know, whether it's a long-term, short-term, you know, whatever. There's obviously lots of different investment um, types and opportunities. So I guess because we knew that it was um, a viable business model, we felt that we covered, you know, uh, potential risks and um, we'd looked at worst case scenarios, best case scenarios, alternatives, contingencies, all those types of things. And because we'd gone down that path of covering as, as much um, what ifs as possible, that in itself we knew, was, was giving us confidence that we could do it, which then in turn meant that we could give confidence to somebody to back us to do it. If we, if we were a bit fuzzy on the detail, um, an investor, of course, would also be fuzzy on the detail. So don't be fuzzy. That's probably the point. That's good. I'm, Get clear. You've got to be clear. I, I, I your... that statement at the front where you said, um, would I invest in this? You know, someone would come to me. And uh, I think that's a really good way to think about it. It's, um, Absolutely. Give someone confidence. And I think we've got the, 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 the template covers that um, i think it covers most things pretty well um but it does exactly. require you sitting there chatting you know you and mark chatting going mm, what about this and what about that like the investor won't necessarily pull you pull those things out from you but you need to be able to um you can't really hide anything i guess can you because you're going to get found out in the, in the long run yeah that's right the more thorough that you can be not only is it good i mean i think the thing is you shouldn't be doing it just to impress an investor. You should be doing it because you want a successful business model. You know, that should be the purpose for doing it. I think it's a really great exercise, even if you weren't going to actually present that pitch to anyone. What, a, what an amazing thing to produce, a document. Um, it, it's effectively writing a business plan for yourself, isn't it? That's right. And yeah. that's, and yeah. If you want to support, if it's, it, yeah, that goes with it. Yeah, and, and it's a document now. You can take wherever you want. You can do a. I really want people to do town hall meetings where they pitch for in local investors, or you can take it to the local accountant who knows wealthy people in Rutten Town. Uh, you've got a document now that you, if you're confident in, others will be as well, and it's your your job now to find those investors. Um, so yeah, it's not just this investor that you could get. There, there could be hundreds of people out there um, who just are waiting for you to send them a PDF. Uh, I know it. Um, so what did, um, what on a personal level, Claire, and you would go out for dinner or something with friends, what would you tell them and what would people say maybe in this period of, of pitching and, and uh, getting, what did your family say? What, what's the, what was the vibe during this whole process? Um, I think a line that I use fairly frequently in the end was, we pretty much shark tanked it. And they're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, just like Shark Tank, but just not the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, um, and then the conversation would go from there. Like, I mean, my family knew what we were doing and, and backed us and went, 
well, go for it. You've got nothing to lose. And, um, oh, I suppose we were probably fairly selective as to how far we went into detail with people because obviously you've got some friends that, you know, the most you talk about is kids and weather and that's cool. You've got to have friends like that. And then you have friends that are, that are business people. So then they're the people that I'm going to um, confide in, you know, for, for their opinion, their advice, you know, their feedback. And, and I'm lucky I've got friends in that, in that space so I can go, okay, cool, I, want, I really want your honest feedback on this. What do you think? This is what we've done or this is what we're doing. Um, you know, and then there's plenty of people in our lives that didn't really know what we were doing but went, oh, God, Claire and Mark are doing something. That's cool. <laughs> and just let us go do our thing. So, um, yeah, I, I, feel you, I feel like you don't. People should probably be selective as to who they confide in uh, for feedback because sometimes your mum or your sister or your brother is not, is not the right person. Someone might actually, you know, sometimes those people dampen your dreams. So don't go to those people. Go to the people who are going to lift you up and go, go get them. They're the people you can confide in. Yeah. Could not agree more, Claire. I was, I was going to say that and you said everything I wanted to say. It's, yeah, get, get good people around you because it's hard waking up in the morning. Um, and if you don't have good people around you, it's even harder. Uh, love it. Um, all right, so what do you think? Why, why do you think the investor chose you? Uh, I, th I think it was a really solid pitch. I think the business plan was, um, uh, was clear. I think it had room for um, contingencies. It had room for growth and alternate ways to grow. Um, but I think, you know, at the end of the day, because we understood our risks and we understood uh, the business end of the business, it's not just about wanting to be a farmer and being on the land. It was about wanting to, um, wanting to run a successful business. At the end of the day, that's what it is, you know. Uh, and then pull, pulling that business model into um, agriculture and a lifestyle, well, that was just the ultimate because that's obviously where our passion lies. But at the end of the day, you've got to... Um... Oh, I lost my train of thought now. I was just re reading your niece's comment on the thing. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make money. Yeah, that's right. Um... Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, um... exactly. So, yeah, I think the reason why it was successful was n not for any one reason at all except that, in a nutshell, um, we, we could back what we'd said and we could back it up with, um, with contingency, with figures, with skill, with alternatives and the fact that we were really open to, to allow someone else in. I think that's obviously another really key point. Sharing, that's a key, I know it's a key factor for your partnership with the investor. And, and just, just reflecting on my experience of being part of the pitching day and just thinking about your, your pitch there weren't any, there weren't any holes. Um, like the, you know, all the other ones, there was like, oh, but I haven't thought about this and I don't feel confident in that. It's just, there was no holes in it. It was well written, which just gave this vibe of, of confidence. Um, mm -hmm. and of course the investor didn't say, here's the money straight away. It took six months for that to happen, but uh, it gave that confidence to go, yeah, yeah. I'm, I want to catch up with Clara Mark. They sound awesome. Let's go for it. Yeah. Uh, so I know we've already got, we're talking about this, all the time. So just quickly touch on this, but it's a key point because I've got some other questions, but how is the farm going now? Are you hating being part of this arrangement or loving it? Loving it. Um, oh, the cat. Hang on. <laughs> I love cats. Stay there, Diddy. Get off. Um, 
the farm is going really well. Like we, we've hit some different challenges on this farm compared to what we had on the other farm. Um, you know, and, but like in any business and in any farm, oh shoot, um, you have to address them as they come. And um, communication is obviously really key. And, and also, f you know, the fact that Mark and I knew that we needed to get really specific on each other's roles. So to, knew, to know what each of us needed to be doing um, to reach the big picture. You know, what is the big picture? What are we trying to achieve? What's our targets? What's our goal? How are we going to get there? And we, we each bring different skill to the business. So, you know, it's about um, utilising and working to each other's strengths and, uh, and, and working together and then bringing in the people that are experts in different areas because, you know, we're, we're not experts at nutrition. We're not, um, we're not vets, you know, um, whatever. There's, there's a whole a range of people. So go and source the people. Go find the best because why would you, why would you want to work with someone that's only mediocre in their field? Don't do that. Go, go and find someone who's the best in their field because they're the people that we want in our corner. So now we have these really strong resources. Um, so we've built relationships with people uh, in, in all these different areas so that both Mark and I, in, in both of our roles, have these people that we can go to because we can't, not, no one can be an expert at everything. So, you and know, go learn. That, that's go a or a gift, something that um, you're 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 open to letting people into your business. It's a it's a really amazing thing, um, and I think it's because you got your eyes on the bigger picture. Um, you know, yeah, I think so too. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. All right, I got my last question, Claire, because uh, I know you have to get up early. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot, um, especially when we've got a lot of farm opportunities up on our website, and some haven't been haven't been matched. We haven't had many applicants, and I'm thinking what. What is it stopping people from applying? Um, what sort of a person should apply for this cultivator program? And really, the question is, what sort of person should look to get an investor? Because I think a lot of well, becoming a farmer, being a farmer is, a, is an entrepreneurial pursuit and it's a lonely pursuit and it's, it's hard. And, you know, if you want all that pressure and you want to know that the... Um, wake up in the morning and knowing that bills need to be paid and it's on you that like, that's a, it's a lot of pressure and some people are built for that and some aren't. Uh, I don't know if you're going to, I've just been thinking about that, that a lot. Is that just something people should be aware of going into farming full stop that this is, it is high pressure in a way because you're dealing with multi-million dollar assets um, and you've got to be self-aware enough, aware enough to know that you're happy to deal with that pressure. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think everybody who is looking to, um, either become a farmer or already is a farmer but needs to take the next step. Everybody's going to, everyone has a different skill set and everyone has a different level of skill and, and expertise. And I think it's understanding and knowing and really on what your skills and expertise are to then go, okay, I know I'm good at this and I also know that I need to be good at this and this in order to make it happen. And, and it comes back to allowing those people in and learning. You never stop learning. No, you know, the most successful people in the world, they're not stopping learning. They don't know everything, you know. They're reading a book a week or whatever, they, you know, whatever. Um, so I think it's understanding what your own skill set is and then working out what is the, the skill that you then need 
to then be able to take that next step. I mean, to be, to be, there's nothing wrong with being an employee, you know, the world needs really good employees. And, and if that's where you're at and if that's where you're comfortable, well, that's cool because there's, there's people that are, um, are pitching business models and, and are running businesses and, and getting backed onto farms that need really good employees. So don't feel like this is the only option too, you know, um, so, but really at the end of the day, know what your skill set is and know what it is that, what else is it that you need to learn in order to become the person that you want to be? You know, if, if you want to be, if you want to own a farm, if you want to run a business model, you want to be backed by an investor, well, go and learn the things that it is, that, the skills that you don't have to, to then be able to achieve that. Because if, if you already had those skills, you'd already be doing it. That's my, that's my take on it. Gold. So the uh, secret I'm going to reveal is Claire's going to be part of the Cultivator program and she's going to be the mentor for all our farmers going through, which I think is amazing. So not only are you going to have advisors per topic, you're going to have Claire holding your hand the whole way through, which I just think is, is amazing. So thank you very much, Claire, for agreeing to that. I just, you don't, not aware of that. I, no, no, we haven't talked about it. <laughs> Uh, what I am I? <laughs> no, you've mentioned it a couple of times. It's okay, and totally. and obviously uh, my feedback to you has been that's where my passion is. Mm -hmm. So I, I love to be able to help people, and, and I don't pretend to know everything, um, you know. But I do love doing um, what we do, and I love helping people and mentoring people as best that I can, and and by shared experience, you know. Or you know maybe I know somebody that is better suited to help someone, so maybe I can refer them, and that's cool too. You know. Yep. So, yep. Happy. Very happy to be in that space, and really excited to be able to help help some people get their pitches done and, and help them achieve their goals, whatever that is. And I'm excited for them. So if you are an aspiring farmer who has been leasing or has been managing a farm, you think you are ready to own a farm with an investor. You've got ideas on how that's going to work or you want to replicate your lease model. If you're ready and after this you're like, yeah, this is me, we want to hear from you. Uh, we want to put you in front of these investors, uh, this investor and then find other investors for you or find a pathway to get on that farm. But we'd love to be a part of the program. Uh, you get to hang out with Claire and I more as well, which is just a ma massive bonus anyway. Uh, but Claire, thank you very much for your time um, and uh, we will do more of these in the future. It's good just us chatting. I love it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Awesome. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Claire. No worries. Thanks for your attention. We know there are thousands of other things you could be doing or other podcasts you could be listening to, but you've chosen to listen to us. We appreciate your time so much. Please reach out uh, as we're happy to work through your farm ownership pathway with you. Let's get you farming.